Welcome in to the Too Fat to Play podcast. We are here dragging Ryan through the pollen, trying to get to the end of this week. We're getting this out in time for Thursday Night Football, in which I think I speak for everybody. Don't care to watch. But we're excited to be here. We're ready to get this thing going. Week three is already upon us. We're through two weeks. We know how bad some teams are. We know how good some teams are. We know how awful the Broncos shouldn't be in the NFL. But, just like you said, dragging me through the pollen, I feel like pollen was given a baseball bat, threw me into a freaking bag, and just beat the crap out of me. My left eye is swollen shut. I'd say I'm looking forward to tomorrow night's game. I'm not. I think I'd rather go through another allergy attack like I like I have all day. We've got the Browns and the Steelers tomorrow night, which, if you guys remember, we were doing a Survivor Series, right? A double elimination Survivor yeah. Series. Wait, we gave each other a bye week one, took the first loss to kind of get it shaken off, and you know what happens? We come back week two feeling good about ourselves and just get kicked in the sack when we come back to look at our week two picks so as a quick reminder i in all of my infinite wisdom because i am a true football expert picked the pittsburgh steelers to beat the new england patriots oh love it that wait except that's not what happened mac jones had a decent pass to put them up and Wow, you lost. All right, yeah. how 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 did my game look? I went ahead and I picked the oh I picked the Browns to steamroll the, the lowly Jets and uh, Joe Flacco reached into the time machine that he crawls out of and ripped your heart out. So now that we have dis- distinguished that we are absolute experts when it comes to NFL football. See, at this point, you guys are probably making so much money off of what we have to say each week in your DraftKings or FanDuel's bets. Um, That sounds like a shameless plug, except we ain't getting paid, guys. Um, That, honestly, you should probably start kicking some of those winnings our way, because obviously we know exactly what we're talking about. And my DraftKings account reflects it mightily. Well, DraftKings not so bad. FanDuel, FanDuel reflects it mightily. So I've withdrawn any money I can out of FanDuel. Like that's a lost cause. The wife's already thinking about leaving me for, for the car parts I'm buying. Yeah. I hope you guys aren't, aren't leaning on us for some of that stuff. Um, wow. Well, we're good at this. We do appear to be better at this than Tom Brady is at keeping a tablet. You know, at, at some point in my life, I thought a tablet was the coolest thing you could ever have. And this man just takes one that I'll never be able to afford, and he launches it all the way across the sideline. It might have been the best pass he's thrown this season. I, I really think it might have been. Do you think there was some pent-up anger from Giselle in there? Or? I think she told him he had to keep the kids. Oh. Well, I mean... I'll leave the kissing jokes out of that one. Um, yeah, I maybe just the older kid. Yeah, there we go. All right, can't insinuate too much there. Um, I mean, Tom, we get it. You're you're the goat. What's up with the temper tantrums, bud? Man, 
Why? What? What do you have against a sixteen hundred dollar Microsoft Surface tablet? That that is now two that you've broken by spiking them into the bench. I understand you get frustrated. Could you imagine if that was Dak or Jalen or Lamar? Imagine the reaction. Oh, to one of those guys spiking a tablet into the bench. It. I mean, not career ending, but you'd have character questions for sure but you know what it's golden boy tom who i've come to love over the last couple years that was just ridiculous and it's just it's wild to me you you know cheese bias here willie gay gets four games for breaking a vacuum cleaner tom gets man he sure is a sure is a competitor for breaking a tablet live on television whatever um it, it it just seems ridiculous that we're still here with Tom, still breaking tablets, even though, I mean, the dude retired at the end of last year, rode off into the sunset, met his wife, and went back to football. So, you know, is what it is, I guess. Um, but, I will give Tom one thing. He did complete that pass with a tablet, which brings me to my favorite stat that I have found this week. This ought to be good. CBS Sports on Twitter put out a meme picture stat list, and I thought this was something that, especially considering it kind of defends my argument, was rather comical. We have the NFL receptions leaders through week two. No surprise at the top, Cooper Cup at 24, Stephon Diggs at 20, Tyreek at 19, Amon Ross St. Brown at 17. Big shout-outs to Amon. He is, he's Get having a season. Done. That offense is looking really good. It's going to be interesting to see how this, how that offense develops this season. And I don't think Detroit's going to have that offensive coordinator next year. No, the way pretty they're sure playing. He, pretty sure he's gone already. I don't, I don't know who's recruiting him, but I'm sure everybody's recruiting him. I can't think of a single team in the NFL that needs – an offensive coordinator or an offensive-minded head coach. Oh, he's going to be a he, he's going to be getting head coaching looks. He, There's no Seattle, way Denver, um, no way that anybody like a team that's got a special teams and a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays could even be looking in that direction. I there's no possible way that you look at that Lions organization and say, "You know what? That's not as good as what we've got here in New England." Did I just name drop? I did not mean to. That's that's my bad. So, in tied at 15, we have the likes of Curtis Samuel, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, some pretty big, you know, big receivers, getting a lot of targets. I mean, everything there sounds about par for the course. And then, also tied for 15, is the Chicago Bears. Can you say that for me one, one more time? On the season... Justin Fields has completed 15 passes. I want you to think about this. At one point in time, Geno Smith was 17 of 18 and a half. Justin Fields is 15 of 28 on the season. Well, I think moving on... 
to week three. You've got to be kidding me. No. This, this, yeah, yeah. I cannot believe my 49ers lost to that team week one. That team has 28 pass attempts this season. Granted, he, I think he was 9 for 16 in week one because they were playing in an absolute monsoon. Whatever. The Bears have 15 receptions. That is less than some individual receivers. That is nine less receptions than Cooper Cup. That that was like week one of Cooper Cup by himself, not including everybody else that caught the ball that week. The Bears are awful. Darnell Mooney looks lost. And Justin Fields, I, I'm, I can't say I'm right because the team around him is awful, but... I don't look necessarily wrong. You don't. You don't. And, I mean, that's just another hot L for me to take. I was a little bit higher on fields than you were. Uh, not a little bit. Um, I had hope for the kid. Uh, one of us did not. Um, My quarterback so, takes are looking pretty good this year. Between Jalen and Justin, I'm feeling it. I think... I, I, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to mention Russ, though. We're going to leave We're gonna leave Russ out of that because I'm not sure what's going on in Denver... I know what's legally I know what's legal over there, but I think the team's been parking a little too much. So you want to talk week three? Uh, yeah, let's right. go ahead and so talk we're, week we're, three. We're gonna get get this drop just in time to get you guys all pumped up for Thursday night football. And the Sunday noon slate looks really good. Yeah, yeah, no. Um so like you said, um Thursday night, I don't know if there could be a bigger dud. So, do we even want to hit that, or do we just want to jump into the games that sound exciting, and then maybe a couple of surprise games to look out for? Or yeah, Sunday sounds good. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday sounds like really good. it. Love it. Do we want to pick a winner for Thursday night? Just pick a winner and kind of move on from there. I think the winner are the people that don't know how to scribe into their Amazon, how to sign into their Amazon Prime account. I feel like that's going to be the big winner Thursday night. Well, I would agree with you, except. I've got a six-hour drive tomorrow night after work, so that's going to be the only thing I can do other than watch uh, Central Missouri go by. So I'm guessing... They're going to have one viewer. It's going to be me because I'm stuck in a Toyota Tacoma. That's unfortunate. Well, I mean, unless there's a good college matchup on. I'm sure you can find something. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. I'm sure there's a recast of, like, a 2012 women's volleyball team between a couple of D3 schools. It'd probably be more entertaining. I'm sure I'm sure the quality, the competitiveness of this game will be good. The football will be bad. For there's, that reason, I'm taking the uh, Steelers. I... I'm not taking the Browns. I mean, at the same time, though. Because Brownie Elf on the field just kind of was a little too close of a correct prediction of what the Browns are doing on the football field oh, right now. Oh, so bad. So I'm done talking about Thursday Night Football right. because that, that game's not going to be fun. Uh, what's the first Sunday noon game you want to hit up? So the one I'm most excited for, we're going to hold off for a minute. because, okay. And honestly, it might be the game of the weekend. And it might, it might just go last, because the best game of the news, Noon Squad is the best game of the weekend. And I think it's going to have, it's going to show a lot of things. So let's uh, run through some of these. 
some of the noon games are really bad. Um, we will be having a three television experience on Sunday. That I can assure you because there's two games. And of course, I got to have Red Zone on. So, Bengals, Jets. <laughs> I honestly leaning towards the Jets because the Bengals look like a dumpster fire right now. And I, like, they have to get it, they have to get it turned around. And if they're going to get it turned around, a team that's riding high off of what they just did, probably the, probably going to get a New York style letdown. And the Bengals will come out and drop 60 on them. But, but at the same time, Robert Saul has got that team playing. I don't. I don't trust the Bengals. I don't, I don't, tr- know. I don't trust that. I, I don't trust. I don't trust the entire offensive line, and that defense hasn't looked like it can stop anybody either. I, I don't know who to pick. My 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 head says take the take the Bengals. They're by far away the better team. The Jets look better. Well, and I'm I mean, I'm looking it up right now. Joe Burrow's on pace to get sacked 111 times this year. The Bengals are five-point favorites. I'm taking the Jets and the points. So I think I'm taking the Jets with the points there. The Jets play. And you know the, what? The I think I'm going to I'm gonna take the Jets to win outright. You know what? Right here, right now on the show, I'm going to make a $10 bet on the Jets to win outright. All right. Um, let's go game two. Another one that's not going to be much for entertainment value. Raiders-Titans. Oh. I I know that the NFL season, sometimes you just have games where you look at the schedule, especially now, you're like, why? Why did we get this matchup this offseason? We probably would have been talking about this as a... Before the season, I was like, all right, Raiders are going to come out, put a good game up. They're going to have to fight. I'm not sure there's an ounce of fight in either of those teams. Um, I think I'll take the Raiders. I feel like they're a better squad. That offense has to get going at some time. All the Titans have is Derrick Henry, which, granted, got them to an AFC Championship game. But that offense is long dead. I got the Raiders. Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders on this one. I think they're going to be able to get up and actually stay up. Actually hold a lead. But... Uh, my confidence is waning quickly. Absolutely. Uh, what's the next game we want to look at here? I mean, we're going to have to get at? through all of them at some point. Um, let's go ahead. Let's do Eagles Commanders. Oh, blowout. Yeah, e- Eagles by 100, maybe. I mean, they're only favored by 6.5. Touchdown favorite. Yeah, they, I'll take them. They can lay the points. Um, I've, I've got the Eagles winning that one. I don't feel that's a that's a whole lot of contest there commanders are coming around they're not a terrible squad no they've got some things to look up to um i think that i can't remember one one of those things they're looking up to is the eagles right that is that is very much big brother and jalen's gonna have himself a week yeah that that game's not gonna be much to watch this one's uh money line is a little on the interesting side uh, Ravens Patriots. Ravens favored by two and a half. Ravens are only favored by two and a half. Only two and a half point favorites. Are they in New England? I don't know. I can't remember. I'm just looking at DraftKings right now. They are in New England. They're in New England. I got the Ravens. Yeah, I got Ravens <laughs> by by at least a tud. Uh, let's see. Saints, Panthers. Anything to get excited about? 
No. no. I mean, we'll Jameis. We'll see. We'll see if Jameis is back and hold up another week. Even then, even if Taysom Hill is playing, the way these Panthers look, I don't trust them. Baker looks like year four Baker in Cleveland. Pick after pick after pick. The only good thing about him right now is he's not opening his mouth and saying something stupid. Which makes me feel bad for the guy because he looks just as bad as he's played in the past. Um, I, Saints are three-point favorites. All money lines are brought to you by DraftKings. I know we're not sponsored, but we will give we will give props where they're due. All money lines are from DraftKings. Yeah, all spreads, money lines um by DraftKings here all right you want to get you want to talk an exciting game a game that i am interested in let's do that detroit minnesota i was hoping that was going to be the one you're talking about because i know there's two i know there's two games you're excited for um minnesota favored by six after the after getting dog walked last week and it's a noon game. Kirk Cousins, you know how he plays in that early slot. You know how I picked the Vikings to win the division? Uh-huh. You remember when I did that? Yeah, I do. I'm going to take the Lions. I'm going to take the Lions to beat them. I, I, you know what? I'll take the Lions. The Lions could lay seven. I'm going to take the Lions. You're I think taking the, Li- the Lions on a full-on full outright. On outright. The, they could be favored by seven. I'd take them. I'd take the spread. I think the Lions win that game. I think the Lions are, hev- are hungry. I think the Vikings are still going to be licking wounds from getting their teeth kicked in. I'm taking Detroit. Motor City, baby. Let's ride. You know what? I'm with you on this one. I'm taking the Detroit Lions as well. I'll actually take the points, but I do feel they're going to win outright. Um, I I love what the Lions have got. Not saying that the Minnesota Vikings, if the Vikings play like they did week one, possibly one of the best matchups all week. Um, Right now, I want nothing to do with Detroit. No, no, that, that team's... When Dan Campbell says we're going to be biting ankles, they're biting ankles. He's got them playing for something. I don't know what it is, because that team has no hope in the history of its franchise, but they're playing like they've got nothing to lose. Give me the Lions. Give me Aiden, two, give me Aiden Hutchinson, two and a half sacks. I'll lock it in. I'm good with it. Taking it. it. Uh, let's go. What, what else we got left in the noon squad? Uh, we got Texans-Bears, Snooze Fest. That game probably won't even be on in Houston or in Chicago. I'm taking uh, the Texans in that one. Davis. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, Justin Fields is good for seven and a half completions a game. So, yeah, Davis Mills Davis Mills is a man with a 14-foot-long neck. I mean, the guy can play quarterback, and he can also see out of any dome that he's playing in. Um, All right, and the, and the two big screen, the two big big screen experiences for Sunday's noon slate. I'm more excited about one of these games, and the other one is the Chiefs, which feels weird. Well, and it's because the the Chiefs-Colts game had such a huge... If the Colts looked like a team that was competent enough to play a football game... If if they were half the team we thought they were coming into the season, this is an all-day, one of the better games on the TV. The Colts look lost. The Chiefs are not... The Chiefs are five and a half point favorites right now. My my big worry is being the Chiefs being down Willie Gay and being down um the cornerback, which I just forgot his name. McDuffie. There we go. Um maybe JT gets some room, but that offense isn't keeping up with the Chiefs no, offense. Not. It's 
It's just not. The Chiefs' defense is, is still good. Um, I haven't win. heard whether or not Shaquille Leonard's playing. It doesn't matter. I don't think it really matters. Um, the Chiefs are going to cover. They're going to cover the five and a half points. Yeah. It, I, I, you, you, you go six and a half there, and I'd still pr- feel pretty confident in it. And the game of the day. This game is not going to get enough talking about right now. Um, we, we don't have time. This might be all of Tuesday's show is a reaction. If this game is half the game that I think it's going to be, if it's half great. the explosion I think it's going to be, I think this game's going to be a very large portion of our Tuesday show. Um, so in case you guys were are sick and tired of the buildup, we're talking Bills, Dolphins. Dolphins. Two high-powered offenses, two really good defenses that actually they kind of give up some points. I know that the the Bills are favored in this one by six, which to me feels right. Just from an outs because the Bills have looked so dominant, but that Dolphins team doesn't quit. We've seen it this last week. They were down twenty one to the Ravens in the fourth quarter, or was it twenty one or twenty? I don't remember. I don't remember. It was essentially three scores, and they came back just like the Jets did. I I I can't. This game I, is going to be so pick exciting against the Bills in this game. Oh, I can't either because the. I saw one of the, one of the rating systems of you know good offense, bad offense, and the the Chiefs had one of the better offenses, but their defense wasn't great. Uh, the couple of you know the Bills were almost like peak of that of good offense, good defense. That team is loaded both sides of the ball. I mean, they didn't have Gabe Davis, and they they dropped thirty four twenty four points in the fourth quarter. Love it. Third I, quarter. This game is going to be so. It's going it, to be exciting. I it's, feel like it's going to actually start off very slow, very lopsided, kind of like the Dolphins game last week. Mike McDaniel's learned a lot from Kyle Shanahan. The one thing he didn't learn was take your foot off the gas, even when you're losing. Keep your foot on the gas. I think that team found its speed. Oh, it's that's gonna be that, that's the one so thing fun. I didn't see week one is they had some big plays, but that team didn't seem to find its speed. That team found its speed in week two. It's so good. Don't be wrong. There was some really bad coverage that allowed Tyreek to score the first touchdown, but that team found its speed. Obviously. That team's going to have to find that speed. That's what that offense is built to do. But you got a guy coming off a 469 yards passing day. Six touchdowns. He had the two picks. Which, two picks against the Bills, you probably lose. You can't give Josh Allen two extra possessions. No, you can't. But, man, I think the Dolphins are going to play. Oh, it's going to be exciting. I I think I'll I take I think I'm I'll back. take the Dolphins with the points. Really? I think I'll take the Dolphins with the points. I think I'll take the Bills to win. I think I'll take the Dolphins with the points. I like it. I'm actually going to take the Bills to win outright, just because I feel like there's an errant to a throw that puts them two scores down. I don't I don't hate it. I don't I don't obviously I have the Bills winning. Right. Right. But like it. This could go. Miami could come out guns blazing, and the Bills might have to stand there in shock because they weren't expecting it. I, I think this will be the first good test for the for the Bills because, like I said yesterday, something feels off to me about the Rams. I said I can't put my finger on it, but something something doesn't feel right. 
that te- that team should be a lot better than what they they what they've looked so far. Maybe they get around to it, but something feels off with the Rams. But the Dolphins, I think that team finding its speed. That team's got a really good secondary. They've got a good pass rush. They've got two of the guys I was really hoping the Chiefs would try and get back. Um, in that pass rush, I'm excited for it. That game's going to be a slugfest. Granted, the last time I said this it was 27-24. Not exactly the offensive output that I was looking for from Thursday night last week. Still a fantastic game. S- still a great game. So, the defenses seem to be keeping up a lot better this year. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure you just bet the under on every NFL game. I, You'd be up considerably. Yeah, uh, but then again, you, you feel that way, and then the Bills play and drop a 40-burger. Yeah, but I'm not betting the under on the Bills. <laughs> all right, so. let's let's get to the afternoon slate. Uh, all right, the, the game's to nap through your 3 o'clock squad. I'm actually kind of excited for... Uh, one of these, I'd probably say one of these games. Probably wouldn't say more than one. Um, Falcon Seahawks. Yeah, if it doesn't show up on red zone, I wouldn't be shocked. The Seahawks are favored by one. So, and so I don't, I don't know if you ever heard it, but the home home home, home field, field is worth three. Is three, yeah. So they have the Falcons as a two point favorite, but they're playing in Seattle. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I think I'll take the Falcons. Yeah, I'm taking the Falcons to um, not only uh, cover I, with the points, they're going to win outright. That yeah, Seahawks I, defense is atrocious. I, I think the Falcons are a lot better team than the Seahawks, and I think the Falcons showed that last I week. I mean, the Falcons came out swinging against the Rams. And I, I think they hold momentum, and I think I think they just beat down. Um, Rams cards. That <laughs> one, that's not exciting in any facet, but if you know anything about the hate these two teams have for each other in the NFC West, that's going to be a knockdown dragout brawl. It is, and what what's the spread on that? Uh, Rams, three and a half. I'll take the Cardinals with the points. I like it. I don't, know, I don't know if I want to take them outright, but like, I, I can't get away from it. Something feels wrong with the Rams. And I... We're both big guys. All you have to say is I'm trusting my gut on this one. And I get exactly what you mean. I trust my gut whenever I see wings. If I look at wings, my gut says no. I'm a wings guy. You know this. I can't stop myself around wings. There have been two instances where I said, I think I'll go with uh, the spinach and artichoke dip instead of the wings. And you know what? The person that got wings that night got sick. So all you got to say is I'm taking my gut. I get it. So far, it's only made me fat, but I've never been wrong. Well, except about Jalen Hurts. Well, you know, um, man, man, I like I said, I, I something in my guts like not the Rams. So I'm gonna take the Cardinals with the points. I I don't care to pick a winner. I because I don't know who's going to win that game. Yeah, this game is gonna be a lot closer. But I, I feel, I feel like. like I feel like cards and the points is probably the way to go. I like it. Um, I think the Rams will will win. Sean McVay has been finding a way to win unless it's against Kyle Shanahan in the regular season. Um, I, I can't go against that, but I'll take the Cardinals and the points. Um, you want to do Packers, Bucks, or no, Jazz? No, let's, let's do the, let, no, let's do the first one because honestly, not what I would have thought I would have said. If I had to pick one of these games that's going to be on the big TV, 
It's going to be Chargers-Jags. Yeah, so we'll hit that one next. Uh, Packers with Aaron Rodgers and wide receivers nowhere to be found, or Tom Brady without his favorite target, but with a white slot. Without his first target, his second target, his third target, but he does have a white guy in the slot. I'm taking uh, Tampa. I think I take Tampa just because that defense is going to be good enough to stop. Going to be, I will say stop because I don't think anybody stops a two-headed rushing attack of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. But I think it's enough to slow them down because Aaron doesn't trust his receivers. He he doesn't trust any of them. He doesn't trust Sammy. He barely trusts Randall Cobb, who's he brought in. He brought him in. He actually handpicked everybody on that offensive front to be his guys, and he doesn't trust them. No. I, I can't – your gut feeling with the Rams, I have that about the Packers. The, oh, I, they're, they're, both of those teams are going to make it to the playoffs. But I'm not sure either of those teams are good, though. That I, I, I think both those teams play in bad divisions. I mean, the best team in the NFC right now, hands down, is the Eagles. Who's number two? Minnesota, Detroit, San Francisco with their backup quarterback. Which I mean, yeah, I, I don't. The NFC's not good outside of the Eagles. Not saying that that the NFC's not going to put up a fight once it comes down to the Super Bowl. But yeah, there's there's not the NFC feels a lot weaker than what it did coming into the it season. It feels like the AFC. About seven years ago. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'll i take the Bucks. Uh, what's the what's the spread on that? Um, see, wow. Buccaneers, point and a half favorites. Point and a half favorites. Give me the Bucks money line. I don't, I don't. Yeah. I, I, the, the points scare me either which way. That could be a one point win. Um, give give me the give me the Bucks money line. I'm gonna stay away from the spread. Um, now the game I didn't think I'd be excited for. This one, I I was I I seen this matchup especially after this last weekend and how both teams played, and I'm excited for this football game. So I, I hope Herbie's I hope Herbie's right. Oh, but prayers up, big guy. Chargers Jags. Who would have thought this was a game we're talking about possibly being one of the better games of the weekend? The Jaguars might be the best team in the AFC South. I mean, they're as far as records go right now, they are the best team in the AFC South right now. And the Chargers? That team is 2-0. and Trevor Lawrence looks like a really good quarterback. He's got protection. He's got weapons that somehow he's manufacturing monstrosities of games with. Travis Etienne looks um, vacant. I feel bad for everybody that drafted him in the third round. But he's not doing much. But the rest of that Jags offense is moving. That Jags defense, I mean, it was enough to shut down the Colts. Again, not really sure that, how how that, that translates. Means, but Because the offense they fight, they're going against this week, especially if Kanan's back, is a very different animal. But this is going to be the Jaguars' test. If they even hold in there, if, if they keep if it the Jags close hold fourth, serve and if they lose by a touchdown, I've, I know there's no moral victories in the NFL. I think you're looking at that going, well, shit. Um, 
we might be good. I, I like it. Heck, we didn't actually disagree upon much this week just because the slate of games is so... There, there, there's not... And I mean, we, we, we're going to try not to manufacture too many arguments. If we have a game that we're 50-50 on, we'll be like, all right, cool, you take one, I take the other. We're not going to manufacture an no. argument. That's, that's not what gonna, this is about. You're going to see later on in the season, it gets down to crunch time, we will be button heads a lot more. But right now, early in the season, week three does not lead a lot of a lot of room to butt heads. It's it's a it's a very uninspired slate of games. Um, Sunday night football, your boys traveling to Denver as point and a half favorites. As point and a half favorites, give me the Niners. Give me the points, and I'm going to give you a second to talk about how many times Russ is going to get crushed. Oh man. Um, I don't want it to happen just because I hate injuries on good football players, but uh, Nick Bosa's coming off the edge on a really bad offensive line, and he's very fast, and there's a lot of coverage guys in our backfield. Um, I think we have the strongest linebacking core in the league. Aziz Alshair, Dre Greenlaw, some guy named Fred Warner, uh, Emmanuel Mosley, Samuel Womack, six-round pick. Hufunga or whatever the... Talanoa Hufunga. Yes, got it right. Uh, George Odom, who's making a resurgence in his career, and we might even have Jimmy Ward back. Um, Actually, no, I think he's on IR till week four. Uh, George Kittle's more than likely coming back for the offense, and he's got Jimmy G throwing him the football. Uh, The Broncos look confused. Russ is going to be... No, 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 no. They don't look confused. They look utterly lost. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I'm taking the Niners to cover. Uh, that sounds like a homer pick. That Broncos team's not good. Where was the Bron... I was excited for the Broncos this offseason. Just for I the- was scared of the Broncos this offseason. I have no fear of anything going on in Mile High, aside from maybe the homelessness rate. I... Because I'm afraid it's going to catch Russ. <laughs> and this, I think Nathaniel's already there. This, this is so... I mean, they've got the over-under at 45 total points. With a point... So they're expecting roughly a 23-22 game. Alright, then. I I mean... I, goodness, I don't even... I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what to do with that. Um... But yeah, give me, give me the Broncos on Sunday Night Football, or not the. Give me the Niners against the Broncos. We're we're not taking the Broncos. So, in other words, pretty much everybody we've bet on that me and Ryan have taken this weekend, I'm pretty sure if you just stick that into a parlay to go the other way, congratulations. I would really like a twenty, maybe maybe a fifty. Whenever you pull that, you know, I mean, a five dollar bet's going to pay roughly two hundred twenty thousand. Just send us a 30-pack. We'll be crying in it all weekend anyways. You'll probably get to hear some really good explicit content on uh, what would have to be a uh, uh, an exclusive show on Tuesday if you just bet against everything we just said and won. Um, because we're, we feel utterly confident right now, which means nothing's going to roll in our favor. Which brings us to the final game of the week, Monday nights. How did... How do you make a schedule, an NFL schedule, the most 
Watch sport in America. The most exciting sport in America. Unless, of course, you ask people that actually do the statistics of football, in which case it's a very slow-paced and boring game. But how do you manage to make the first game of the week, which the fever dream we had last week of starting Thursday Night Football, Chiefs, Chargers, chef's kiss, and then the brutal kickback into reality of what Thursday Night Football usually is is just two really bad teams that have to play each other. And they unfortunately didn't get a full week to prepare for it. And then Monday Night Football, where you typically have good football games. And we get the Cowboys going to East Rutherford to play the Giants. We damn boys. We, we, we damn boys, though. Cooper Rush is the next Tom Brady. I've been hearing it all week. Taking him right to the Super Bowl. There is not many things. Brian DeBall is going to have a field day. He's going to make Daniel Jones look like what Cowboys fans think Cooper Rush looks like. Can you like. imagine if Daniel Jones was like as good as Jimmy Garoppolo? This would be a 40-point freaking blowout. I think we're both taking the Giants. Um, I've, I've got Micah Parsons having a field day and a oh, loss. Yeah. Um, a field day at like 47 sacks? I think he I think he breaks Strahan's record this week. I can see it. Season record. Yeah. He, he, gets, he gets to 23 and a half or 24 or whatever it is. Um, it's not going to be a fun game to watch. I'm not usually happy that I bowl on Thursdays and Mondays. This week, I'm not horribly upset by it. Um, it's going to be... I'm, I'm looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, yeah, Sunday, it's so weird because there's like three or four games that we're excited about. And, I mean, I'm going to be coming back from St. Louis Sunday morning. I Like I said, I hope to be back here by noon. We're going to try and leave early. Both the guys I'm going with work night shift. So they're trying to get back early so they can get some sleep in before going to work. Um, but to have a Cowboys-Giants game to end out your week, week three football, and the Giants are one-point favorites at home, Boy, yeah, I'll just I'll just take the Giants, and that'll that'll recap kind of what we're looking at for Week Three. Um, since obviously our survivor pool went exactly as either of us should hope it would it would go, we're gonna we're gonna transition away from the survivor pool. Yeah, we'll have to bring that back next year. We don't we don't start over because we both lost. Um, we're we're not those guys. We screwed up the survivor pool by trying to pick what should have been a bad team with a for sure win. Obviously, uh, that's not how that works out. So um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna alter our uh, our approach to this here because we are, as you can tell by our survivor pool picks, experts as we covered in the top of the show. We're gonna we're gonna change this to locks of the week 
So get out your DraftKings or your FanDuel, your BetMGM, Barstool Sports, whatever it is. Bet everything you own against these two picks, and you'll probably handily walk away with a new house, new car, possibly a new wife. However you decide to spend your fortune, send us a 30-pack. We'll, we'll appreciate it as we drown in our sorrows. Ryan, who's your lock of the week? My lock of the week is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles over the Washington Commanders. Jalen Hurts, you've proven me wrong. You've got the weapons. You've got the attitude. You've got the leadership skills. And you're playing a Washington team that, other than Cleveland, might be in the dictionary next to dysfunctional. I am expecting a complete and utter rout. Not because I'm rooting against the Commanders, but your team is that good. Please. I make enough of my time on this podcast sounding like an idiot. My two survivor picks this these last two weeks have lost that should have been wins. We're doing a lock of the week. Jalen Hurts, if, if you're hearing me, I apologize for anything. And it's never necessarily been super negative, but I didn't believe. I, I, I was not a believer. You've made me a believer. Don't let me down, man. We're, we're trying something here. And, uh, I mean... We are idiots, but we're not this bad. We are not this bad at football. Please, man, I'm taking the Eagles over the Commanders as my lock of the week. What about you? So you're approaching this in a much smarter way than I think I've decided to go with it. Because I still want to pick a competitive game. And I think I'm going to do it. I think lock of the, I should pick the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I was hoping I left it open so that you could pick the Chiefs. I should pick the Chiefs. That's the smart play. Before before you do this, do we do we want to put a little bit of a friendly wager on this, like a six pack? Whoever, if we both win, great. If we both lose, we suck. We have to have a winner in it. Winner or loser buys a six pack. Okay. But I'm gonna take the mortal lock of the week. Oh, Lord. We've already discussed this game, obviously. We both think it's going to be a really good game. We both think it's going to be close. We're both excited for it. My lock of the week. Oh, don't say it. It's going to be. You're going to say it, aren't you? The. I wouldn't do that. Blue and silver. Detroit Lions to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Locking it in. That is my lock of the week. Detroit Beats Minnesota this week, guaranteed. Wow. I love the confidence, and I hope you're right because I've been high high on the Lions. At the same time, part of me really wants a six-pack of Blue Moon. Hey, since we're doing locks of the week, do we want to do an upset of the week as well? I mean, obviously, I don't feel um, like I'm you... pretty sure I'll be upset on Thursday and Monday. Oh, cool. Perfect. <laughs> I, I think that settles it. Two games for the upsets of the week. Um, bad games. Yeah, yeah, we're all going to be upset. That's the upset of the week. Guys, that's it. That's it. We're heading into week three. We're excited. Um, I don't... Okay, I, I don't know. Most of the week, we're not really excited for it. It's going to be 
it's going to be Sunday football. We're going to have a good time. The only good thing about week three right now, after seeing how the first two weeks have played out and where we're sitting at right now, is it just means there's another day of football. And that's the only good thing I can see coming out of this. The best, the best news, we're one week closer to the Super Bowl. The bad news, we're one week closer to the end of ending the NFL season. But there's one other thing I want to touch on because we're hometown guys. We like the teams around us for the most part. We root for the we root for our local colleges. We root for our local teams. The University of Kansas is two and zero, coming off a of victory beating Houston in Houston. I'm pretty sure ESPN College Game Day is going to be in Lawrence this Saturday. KU is going to play Duke. Which, when I say Kansas, Duke, we all thought I was talking about basketball. KU's going to go 3-0. KU's going to start this season 3-0. Lance Leopold is leaving Kansas at the end of this year because there's no way Kansas can have a good head coach. This team is averaging 55.5 points a game. It's so weird because I don't think we've actually openly discuss this i'm not a huge college football guy i like to sit and watch from time to time i actually had a buddy take me down to bikes blues and barbecue in arkansas one year we happened to be down there while there was a a pigs game woo pig i'm a i'm an arkansas razorback fan now every i loved the entire atmosphere down there i will root for ku uh austin and i have a little bit of a history there with the uh, KU football program. Uh, all love out to them. They've made KU football fun to watch. Man. Rock it. chalk, boys. Go out and get it. Well, let's, 3-0. Let's get this dub against Duke. Let's go 3-0. KU's getting votes for the top 25. I think they win this week. I think they, I think they hand Duke a loss on a piping hot plate. They go three and zero. KU is going to be ranked on Sunday. This is this is the craziest thing to happen in college football since two thousand seven, when KU should have played for a national championship. I'm. You know what game I'm actually excited for to watch? What's that? The KU OU game. You know what I'm regretting right now? I almost put like a fifty dollar free bet on KU to win the Big Twelve at plus thirty thousand odds. Wow. And I didn't do it because I was like, it's KU. Their over-under win total on this season was two and a half. They're going to be over in week three. How can you not be romantic about the sport of football? Not just professional football, all levels of football. This, This sport brings us so much joy. I hope you guys can hear it while we're sitting here talking to each other. This this game, in and out, just makes us so happy. For no reason. For literally no reason. Th- this is going to be a good weekend of football. And unfortunately, I'm going to miss the Saturday slate of it with the college games because my my Razorbacks have an uh, opportunity to go 3-0. KU's got a huge opportunity to go 3-0. 
I, I don't know of a better way to end, start and end my weekend with those two games going the way they should. And then finish with a dub on Monday, on Sunday night. It's gonna be a good weekend. I don't even, I don't even I don't even want to end the show the same way right now. Because a we talked about the Cowboys too much. So be kind to each other, love one another. Rock chalk Jayhawk, woo pig. Let's go, baby. Week three. Let's get started. Love it. You guys have a great week. <laughs>